Amen. Well, let's do this. Anybody got time for some word? Yeah. All right. If you got time for the word of God, take your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Amen. Genesis chapter 3. If you, maybe about midways or in the third quarter portion of your Bible, you're in the wrong area. You need to back up, hit reverse. It should be right there near the beginning. Genesis chapter 3, and that's where we're starting. We're going old school, uh, verses 8 through 10 today. Follow along with me if you have it. It says this, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam, his wife, hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Look at your neighbor and say, Where are you? I'm right here, dude. I'm just sitting beside you. But where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and I hid myself. You know, fear always separates us from God. That's what it will do. Let's pray and ask God just to put his blessings on this thing today. God, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what already has happened in this room. God, this is your house. It's not ours, Lord. And we always want to recognize, Lord, on, even on every day, but on Father's Day, you are our heavenly Father. You are Daddy. And we, Lord, just represent, recognize that today, God. And we just want to represent you well in this service. And, God, as I share your word today, God, I pray that as a church will be open to hear it and receive it and do the next step, walk in that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. If you're sitting near a father, look at them and say, Happy Father's Day. <clears throat> amen, amen, amen. Happy Father's Day. And I, I want to say, man, how much I appreciate all the men in this church and, uh, and do want to say to the fathers that, I, 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 man, I, I appreciate you and, and uh, I love where God's taking you to and where he's taking us and what he's doing and just want to keep going in that direction. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been in a series for 15 weeks in our church called DNA as we have looked at the core values and the belief systems of our church and have dug deep into what we stand for and what we're about and why we're here. And all those messages are online. They're on iTunes. They're free. I would encourage you to listen to that. Get the Word of God in you. Everything from what we believe as far as the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, uh, baptism and water, baptism and spirit. All those things are just right there, and we believe it and stand on it. And I don't like doing this too much personally. And I, matter of fact, don't do this too much unless the, unless the Lord does this, and, and I feel like he has written me today away from the series uh, on DNA. Had uh, The message will be, will be shared here for the next couple of weeks, but he actually took me away from that today, and, and, and I know it has to be the Lord to stop what I'm doing and, and take me in this direction because, one, I'm not a holiday preacher. Uh, very rarely will there be a message just to go along with the holiday itself, and again, unless it's the Lord, not usually one of those guys. But um, I don't know, today the Lord's kind of just kind of stopped my direction, and, and today I want to speak to fathers. I want to speak to men in this room. I want to speak to the fellas. Any fellas in the house today? Let me hear you make some noise. All right, that's decent. Uh, I, I, just, I just want to talk to you, and um, I just really want to get just very real today. And, I, and as ladies, don't go to sleep. Don't, don't, don't stop listening. This is what you need to hear, too, because the things that I'm talking about is what you need to look for. If you're looking for a man, this is what you, and if they, and, and, and if you already have a man, you're married, 
this is what you have to do. You have to pray that your man lines up with this, all right? You don't say, well, he don't do it, so I'm going to go find another one, amen? No, what you do is you pray. I, I got you guys off the hook, all right? So it's good. But so, so you pray and say, all right, this is how I know I need to pray for my husband. This is what the Word of God asked him to do. So we start praying, we ask this, because when we look in the Scriptures, and I, we always have to go back to that, you look at, and what we just read was the first sin in the Bible. This is where that we see that Eve took the fruit, and she ate the fruit, and then her husband took the fruit, ate of the fruit. All sin was going on in the garden. We know that Satan was sinning. We know that Eve was sinning. We know that Adam had jacked this thing up, and he was sinning. But this is the thing about this story. All these guys had messed this up, but when God came out into the garden to start walking, who did he ask for? All right, hold on now, stay with me. He said, he said, Adam, where are you at? This and and I tell you, man, this has been hitting me hard. He said, Where are you? Where, where I feel like he's almost saying, where's, where's the man that you were supposed to be? Where is the and it goes, here's the thing. We knew that, you know, God knows everything, so he knew where Adam was, of course. He wasn't like, oh, there you are. Okay. I didn't know you was hiding behind that little tree. No, he knows where, but he's like, where are you at? And I feel like today, I just want to ask this question, where are the men at in this church? Where are the husbands and the fathers? Now, let me go ahead and lay out some disclaimers. We're going to get very real and just very straightforward today. But I'm talking to guys, and we talk like that. We talk junk to one another. I may say some things that may, uh, you know, I may not say on Mother's Day. And, uh, and may not say in that, but this is Father's Day, and this is to the fellas, and we can talk junk to one another, talk about how ugly and how much they stink and all this kind of stuff, and we're okay with it, how much you can't play ball, I got you. I mean, we can, we can do that. So today I'm just going to throw this out there, and also the disclaimer, just going to let you know this, I don't have all this right. <clears throat> Thank you very much. <clears throat> ah, glory to God. My wife remains silent on That's a woman of God on that. But, but, you know, I, I, I don't have all this right. But here's what I do know. I know that when the Lord, you know, Holy Spirit speaks to me and, and, and hits me and, and stirs my spirit when I miss some of these areas and when I don't get it all right all the time. And, and we also got to go ahead and make that clear. We're not going to. Amen. There's no perfect people in this earth. There was one and they killed him. He had to die because he knew we were not perfect, and that was Jesus. He gave his life for us, died on the cross for us, came back to life for us to give us eternal life with him in heaven. That's the gospel. That's what happened, and that's what took place. And so I don't get this right, and so when the Holy Spirit shakes me and reminds me, or my wife reminds me that um, <clears throat> I didn't get one of these things exactly right, this is what I do. I repent. I get before God and I say, God, you forgive me. I'm sorry. I know I messed this thing up. I repent before you. I, I ask you to take this from me. He's done that. He's washed me because of his love and grace. And then I do this. I get up and begin to keep moving forward in these areas of my life. So today as we look at this stuff and as we talk about just for a few moments, I hope as straightforward as it may be, it builds you up. Because a lot of times we do this. We, we honor the mothers on Mother's Day, and we talk about how sweet, and we give them standing ovations or whatever. And then on Father's Day, we just nail it to them, son. Elbows drop. I mean, we just wear you guys out. And so I'm doing it today in love, and I'm challenging us today because I just feel like today God's asking that question, where are the men? Amen. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to find out where we line up, where we match up. We're going to repent so put every bit of your anger that may come towards me and put it towards your repentance and uh, whatever you may need to do. But over the past five months, almost six now, our men have been meeting 
the third Sunday of each month. This month got a little bit off because of Father's Day. We'll be meeting next month on, uh, I believe, July 17th or somewhere along those lines that we'll be meeting as men next month. And, and I tell you, the Holy Spirit has been doing a work in the guys that have been showing up for this thing. It has been... I'm telling you, it has just been, it's just been cool what God's been doing. And what we did was this as men, the Holy Spirit really put heavy on my heart that we go back to some basics in the areas of our life and get some things back in order. And so one of the things that we're doing right now is five months ago, we started making the promises of the Promise Keeper movement that, was, that took place several years ago. And I tell you, it really has some great truths to us. Over the last five months, we've been doing this. We've been making those seven promises to God, to ourselves, and again, we don't get it right all the time, but we're trying to make a conscious decision, make efforts to move in the direction that God would have us to do. It's just, it's just what it should be. Sometimes it's easy to come into a church, think that's we've done our service for today, go home and make no changes. We're trying to make some changes here. But this is what's disturbing to me. And again, it's Father's Day, so I can say what I want to. Um, it, about one-third of the men in our church have been attending those meetings. At least some people, statistically, that's probably not a bad deal. There's some people, some pastors say, man, I can't believe you get a third of your men together once a month. That's awesome. I almost said something else. I think that stinks. I think that's horrible. Let me go ahead. Now, let me make this clear. If you're at work, I excuse you. If you're at home or you're doing something else, you need to repent today. And I say that a lot of times, being funny, I'm not being funny today. I'm being very real. We need to repent before God because we need to make an effort because I don't believe this. I don't believe Jesus is at the right hand of God saying, you mean I went and died and one-third of those men can give me once a month to get together? Dude, that's awesome. That rocks. Fist bump, God. No, I don't think that's happening. I, I think he's disturbed by it. I'm disturbed by it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what we've been talking about over the past five months. So this may be a refresher for some of the guys who have been here. And I know everybody can't be here all the time for everything. I understand that. We all have lives, but priorities need to be very much placed on our, our walk with God. And so over the last five months, we've been making some promises. So I'm going to give you about five months' worth of material in about a few minutes. So uh, be with me. Hang on. Go close. Take quick notes. Write them down fast. But we need to do this. This is what we've been dealing with. Now, I'm not going to be able to unpack all this the way we unpacked it on uh, those, those Sunday nights, but this is what we've been talking about. We made five promises, and the first promise we made was this. It, it is the promise to honor Jesus Christ through worship, through prayer, and obedience to God's Word in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a lot to say. That's a big mouthful. To honor Jesus Christ through worship, prayer, and obedience to God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks a whole lot about honor. I mean, we'll find out through these promises that there's a whole lot of honor that should be going on in our life. And, and there's areas that we should be walking in. And that is, again, it's kind of like the lightning and the rain thing. That's not natural. It's definitely not in this society. We don't want to honor others. We want to be honored, but we don't want to give honor. We want somebody to honor us, recognize us for how good we are, what we do, how big of a great person we are, but we don't want to honor others. But it all starts, the first honor that should take place in our life, and we have to make the decision to do this, is we honor Jesus Christ. So today, if you're a husband, a father, a man, a young man, or a woman, this can apply to all of us, but this is how we should pray. If you don't have that spouse or that person, and if you're not this, in this place doing this yet, you say, God, I repent for this area of my life, and I want to honor you, and I walk in honor towards you. 
And, he, and, and I love how it breaks it down, worship uh, through prayer and through obedience to God's word. Let's just talk about it for a second. Uh, Romans 12, 1, 2 says this, in the areas of worship, we're supposed to do this. We, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Dude, that's awesome. I love this, and, and this has been happening some. And man, we have folks who just really just step up and just, man, I, I feel like really living the word out. And I'll just say something, just trying to encourage and text or email, say thank you for what you're doing. And this is some of the texts I've gotten lately. I said, this is just my reasonable service. They get it. They get it. Really. I mean, just presenting yourself to God. Here's my body. I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to present this to you. I want to honor you in this way. That's just, what, that's just the reasonable thing that you can ask. That's not above and beyond anything great. It's just what you should ask me to do. He said, how do you do that? You don't be conformed to this world. You don't get sucked in that world's mode, but you're transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. A lot of times we're saying, God, what's the will of God for my life? What do you want from my life? He said, you will prove that when you recognize, first of all, that you need to present your body to me, honor me, give your life to me, worship me in the areas that you should worship me, put me first in your life, get your mind off the world system, get your mind on me, and then we prove what God's perfect and acceptable will is for our life. It's just how it works, and that's awesome. That's cool. He said to do this, honor him through prayer. Guys, we have to do this. We have to spend time with God. We have to spend time speaking to him. This is probably one of the areas that, that he has probably been hitting me harder on recently than any other area is this area because we get busy with stuff and things going on. And, and man, just sometimes he just wants us to stop. I have one of a young men was talking to me the other day. He had a flat tire. And he had to walk, I mean, from one, I mean, one exit all the way to another exit. And at first he got upset and he got so mad and frustrated about what happened. And then he was walking down the road and the Holy Spirit hit him and he said, you know, you need to be talking to me. So he said, man, see what he did? He repented and he spent some time talking to God. He said, man, you know, I didn't worry about that. Everything was cool. Everything was good. And he walked on his way. So we need to be honoring God in prayer in this area of talking to him, spending time with him. And again, I'm rolling quick. Third thing is he said to honor me is this. Uh, he said, honor me in the word. God's word is this. God's word is, God's word is his bond. It's the expression of his nature. It's the measure of his character. It's magnified above his name. And God's word is the sole source of faith and the absolute rule of conduct in our life. That's God's word. If you say, how should I live my life? You read that book and he'll tell you. There's some things that are just so clear you ain't got to pray about. You don't need to ask God if you should do it. He said to do it in there, and because he said to do that, we should do it. So we find out what God's word says, and then we do it. And he said to honor him in this area of your life. Spend time in the word. So as men and as people of God, as children of God, we should be spending time doing this, worshiping, praying, and spending some time in his word. The first promise we made. second promise was this. We made the promise to do this, to pursue vital relationships with other men understanding that he needs brothers to help him keep his promises. We need to pursue vital relationships with other men in a brotherly way, understanding that he needs brothers to help him keep his promises. I don't believe we can do number one without number two. 
They, they just they go together. We also understand, first of all, we can't do number one, it said, except empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's the only way we can do that. But we also need this. We need people in our life that we can come around and they can come around us and encourage us to hold us accountable. We actually did this. We split our men up into accountability partners. We gave people, people to get accountable with. I taught them. I gave materials. I put it in their hands and I said, here you go, guys. This is all you have to do. You call your buddy and y'all get together once a week or if you can't get together, talk about it, grab an email, do something, hold somebody accountable. Let's love on each other. Let's encourage each other and let's do God's work. If I ask everybody to stand to the room who's been meeting with their accountability partner, I don't know how many stand in this room. I don't think many. What the promise say? The promise say the pastor needs to get on you and make you meet with your accountability partner. Not what it, no, it didn't say that. Can, the, the, the promise said this. Pursue vital relationships. You know, we should pursue that. Oh, y'all don't love me today, man. I ain't getting no Father's Day gifts from nobody in this thing except my own kids. That's it. They have to. They have to give me one. Listen to me. Pursue this. We don't do, we don't, we don't pursue this. Listen to me. If you're a young man, listen. Look for the person that you see and how they're living their life and what's going on in their life. Pursue them. Seriously. If you're a young, if you're a young married couple and you're get, you just got married and you see somebody who's been able to live this thing out, they've got some years behind them, they've got some life going on, God's doing something, pursue them. Now, not, I don't know what about Bob experience where you every time they open the door, hey, there you there, and there you are. Now, don't get on their nerves. Don't do that. You don't mean that don't work out. You know, but, but seriously, you know, not call them up. Say, man, be a part of my life. Speak into me. There's a gentleman sitting right back here in the back of the sanctuary. They call Pastor Harry Ramey. I call him up. I pursue him. I say, man, you want to go grab some lunch? And I call him and say, what do you think about this? I pursue him because he has some things that I want in my life. And I've done this. I realize I don't have it all together, and I ain't that cool that I can't submit to somebody and come up underneath and learn something from somebody. A couple of guys said, amen. Y'all are on the ball tonight. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Damon Thompson said this. He said, you can't stop people from getting discipled who want to get discipled. And I think the opposite is true. You can't disciple someone that doesn't want to be discipled. So what we do is we make the decision that we need some accountability in our life. Women, you need this too. Ladies, you need to do this. You need to get linked up with some other believers. And, and by, matter of fact, the Bible says do this. The older ladies encourage and, and challenge and, and speak to the younger. I mean, that's the Bible. That's what it should, we should be doing. But we pursue this. We look for this. We're no man's an island. We pursue these areas. We need meaningful relationships in our life, and we pursue. We go after these people in our life. And here's the thing. Some of these things fell off, that we, and some of these accountability partnership and things, some are kind of working a little bit, but nobody's pursuing it like they should be pursuing it. We need to go after that. And if you think you're so good and you don't need that, watch what will happen. There are only two things God's going to do that he's going to take off this earth. He's going to take off his word. He's going to take his people off this earth. So this is what we're doing. We get God's word and God's people, and that's what's going to leave this earth one day. That's what's going to last forever. So we do that. So we make meaningful relationships. Proverbs 13, 20 says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. We don't think about how important this is. 
Well, think about how, how, how big of a deal this is. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Do not be deceived. Evil, corrupt, evil company corrupts good character. Don't be deceived in this area. He said, don't be deceived in this. Don't think this is not a big deal. You making company with the wrong folks. I've seen this over and over and over. I saw it as a youth pastor, Pastor Stephen. I saw it as an adult. Somebody tried to make a right decision, want to follow Christ, want to do something, but they don't cut ties with certain people. They, or they link up and get ties with other people. They're dating the wrong person. They're spending time in, in relationship with people they should not be in. And as a result, that bad company corrupts a good character in the direction they're really wanting to go. And as a result, you see failure happen. We need to pursue these areas of our lives. Jenny Mayo says, show me your friends and I'll show you your destiny. So we need this, and whether it's a dating relationship, friendship, whatever it is, we need people surrounding us and be a part of our life in that area. Promise three, to practice spiritual, moral, ethical, and sexual purity. I looked at our men, and I said, we need to practice, make an effort to practice spiritual, moral, ethical, and sexual purity. We think little things aren't big deals and it's, and it's going to be okay. I can open this door to this and it's going to be no big deal. I can mess around with this thing. I can, I can, I can start down this road. And, and I brought it in uh, as an illustration that day that we did this. I brought in a big old bottle rocket. And when I was a firefighter with the city of Greenville, we had 21 units, 21 homes completely burned down to the ground because of one bottle rocket. One person having a good time, wanting to just have a good time with their buddies, and they shot it and went across and went into the balcony of, a, of an uh, apartment across the, the lake from them. And it, and it took, and it caught on fire, and that one thing started to burn. And as a result, 21 families lost their home because of one thing. And we say, oh, it's no big deal. I can go ahead and I can mess around in this area. I'm not going to have an affair. I'm just going to go ahead and play on the Internet. Is I'm going I'm to check this out on the TV, and I'm going to get this, but it's no big deal. Let me tell you something. You open the door to that, and let me tell you, what will happen is it can consume and burn and destroy a home. Be careful. We practice in these areas. This is one of the things we did on that day, and I loved it. Some of us had to deal with our daddy's devil. On Father's Day, when we talked about it, some things got passed down to us from the generation above us, and we broke some of those things off. There's some of you now that you're going through things and you're struggling in certain areas. You need to deal with your daddy. You need to break those things off of your life. When the Spirit of God is here and it's raining in this place like it was doing earlier, jump in it. Get in it. Say, God, deliver. Here it is. Do your thing in me. Open yourself up in these areas. Say, God, I need this in my life. You need this. Jonathan Edwards said this, to overcome sin, we must take a desire and replace it with a stronger desire. Dude, that's awesome. Because here's the deal. Be honest. Be real. I'm very transparent. We all have desires. And they ain't all good. They ain't all good. But we need to do this. We need to say, God, replace that desire with a stronger desire. And make the effort. Present yourself to God, wholly acceptable to him. This is your reasonable service. A lot of us, our family did this. We went to the uh, circus when it came to town. Anybody been to circus? I mean, I love circus. You know, that's, that's a lot of fun and, and that's a lot of cool. I enjoy that. One of the things I noticed about the circus was, you know, you don't see these guys that kind of blend in, you know, they have on the black outfits, they're not dressed all bright and colorful, everybody's supposed to see them, and they're not supposed to really stand out, but you've seen these guys that was running around with a shovel in their hand behind these elephants. 
and they had this bag, and, 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 and these guys were kind of just kind of, you know, running around, you know, doing their thing, kind of being conspicuous. But when a mess happens, a mess happens, and then somebody's got to clean it up. And so what happens is this. These little guys run out there, and they scooping, and they washing, and they doing all this kind of stuff. And, and they're got thinking about that. A lot like us. We make a mess, we want somebody to clean it up. Oh, man, come on, help me. We say, we can do it. Hey, I'm okay. I can do this. I can do that, and it's no big deal. And then we make a mess, and we say, you come clean up my mess. God, come clean it up. Come do this. No, no. There's some things in our life that we should take uh, responsibility for ourselves. Be a man. Do what we should do and make a decision to follow Christ and, and do this. Clean house yourself. So I challenge our men to do this. I challenge our men to go home, get internet blockers on your internet if you have to, get rid of, get rid of magazines, stop going to certain places. If you can't go and hang out with the boys and watch the ball game and still like you got some sense, quit hanging out with the boys watching the game if you ain't got no sense. Do what you need to clean house and don't expect somebody else to clean up your mess all the time. Man, I should, I, some women in this place should be saying amen to me. Somebody should be having my back even if ain't my brothers right now. Amen. Promise four. Promise for you. I don't think I could do this in a few minutes. I'm good. To build strong marriages and families through love, protection, and biblical values. To build strong marriages and families through love, protection, and biblical values. We build this. It, it, building, and I, I love the word, man. It's just so clear. Building don't just take place. You cannot lay in the bed and build anything. Maybe a big gut or I don't know what you, but you, you, it will not have, you, you can't do it. You can't build anything. You have to get up and you have to put one thing on another. You have to take one stone, place it on another. You get the mortar, you lay it down, you build it. You take the wall, you raise it up, you hammer the nail, you put the screw in, you build this thing. And the Bible says to build this area. We have to do this. We have to build these strong marriages. We build each other up in the most holy faith. We build these areas. And he said, how do we do that? How do we build strong marriages? Husband, Ephesians 5, 25 Love your wives. Amen. Love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Love her. Love your wife. And this is what will happen when you love. When you love, you'll give. They're connected. You can't separate them. Giving always flows out of loving. Love should be this way. Love should be demonstrated. It should be demonstrated. The Bible says in Romans 5 that God demonstrated his love towards us. And while that we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. He said, love them. In the same way, Christ loved the church and gave himself for, well, she's not giving me what I want. God demonstrated his own love towards us in the while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 8 in the Message Bible says God put his love on the line for us by offering his son a sacrificial death while we were of no use to him whatsoever. Don't say amen right now. Please remain silent. But some of you feel like, man, she's no use to me whatsoever. You know, God took a chance on you. God demonstrated his love for you. He got on a cross and died for you and said, I believe that one day they're going to grab this and they're going to walk in this. And he gave 
himself for us. And the Bible says that we are in the same way that Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her is the same way husbands. We're supposed to love our wives and give to them. If she gives me, if she will do her part in Ephesians 5, I'll do my part. If she submits to me, I will love her and give my life for her. doesn't say that. There's no, there's no contingency act. It doesn't talk to the ladies and then talk to the men and say, if they do theirs, then you can do yours. Everything will be okay. And can't we all just get along? No. It says, wives, do your part. Husband, do yours. This is what I found out. And this is what I told a couple Wednesday sitting my, or Friday sitting in my office in premarital counseling. Everyone has needs. If you meet their needs and they meet your needs, both needs get met. That's good preaching. That's good preaching. The greatest needs of a woman is protection and security. Husbands, give that to her. Give that to her. The best way you know how, provide, give to her, be, be a security for her. There's, I'll just go ahead and say this, because as I study and look at what's going on in this world and what's taking place, this stuff's going on more than we, we, we talk about. Your wife should not be afraid of you. Okay? We say it, and I give my, you know, y'all know, some of y'all hang up, I got the look. Now, when I give you the look, you know, oh, there's the look, you know, whatever. And she'll say this, and we're having a good time, and she I ain't scared of you. <laughs> and we kind of laugh, my wife said, but, but you know something, I don't want her to be. It's the last thing I want her to ever have to worry about, me, in any way, not protecting and being a security for her. Mess with her. Watch what happens. I'll, I'll wear you out. I'll wear you slam out. It's Father's Day, I can talk like that, remember? Okay. <laughs> It's all good. He said, also do this. Love your kids. We made a promise to do that. We made a promise to do this. Daddies, listen to me. The greatest gift you can give your kid is be in love with Jesus. And love their mom if you're together. It's the greatest thing you can give them. Well, I need to work more hours so I can give them this thing. I need to do more in this area, whatever. The greatest thing you can do is you do this. You love Jesus and you love their mom if you are together. That's the greatest thing you can give. And what they need to see from you is that they need to see daddies in this altar. They need to see daddies with their hands raised during worship. They need to see daddies that are praying over their mama. They need to have a daddy come to them. We want to send them to school and have somebody else teach them. We want to send them to church and let somebody else raise them up in the ways of God. And it's your job, guys. It's your job. Ephesians 6, 4 says this. It says, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. Ephesians 6, 4. Provoke your children. Man, listen to that. Do not provoke your children. Let's talk about it for one second. Provoke. Punish them in the way that needs to be correction. Do those things. Listen, as men, we shouldn't do things to try to get some reactions out of our kids. We need to watch over them and protect them and look out for them. Correction is good, but it should be from affection. And I know that's not me. You might not have been corrected in that way. You might not have been, your correction might not come from affection, but yours for your kids should. If your daddy wore you out, if he did things, whatever, you know, out of a, an anger or out of anything else, you say, I'm going to break that off. Now, listen to me. I ain't telling you not to correct your kids. Some of you probably need to do more correction, maybe less affection. I don't know. You pray about that. But, but it should always come from that heart. It should always come from a heart of love. And I talk to these guys in this church, and I'm very transparent with them about where I'm at. 
And they do it, and they listen to me, and they keep coming back because they know this. I love them, and it's coming from an affectionate heart. And that's why I say what we say. It should come from that. The Bible said also, it said to bring them. Bring them up. You know what my vision is? For men, for men to be bringing their children to the altars. One of the things I ask when we do dedications, I want the, the man to bring that child down during that time. I, that's what I want them to do. I ask them, just you bring them down during that time. The, we, do, we bring them up. We bring them to church. We should never be pulling up, dropping them off. That's good stuff. That's my vision. My vision is to see them hand in hand, come to this altar and pray for one another. Lift each other up in prayer. Bring them. Third thing the Bible said to do in this area was this. Train them. Train them in the ways of God. We'll train them how to hold a baseball bat. We'll train them how to hold the ball, how to, how to push it. You know, you need to use a little more arch in it. You need, to, you, need to, you need to go back a little bit. When you're making that cut, you need to make a little head movement first, and then you need to make the spin. And then you've got, you've got them off balance, and then you run. You got to, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Train them up that way. Y'all know how those kind of skills, did you? Some of y'all, dude, I know Pastor can move like that. But listen to me. Train them up. Also in the ways of God. If you're not training them, if you're not talking to them about things, and you're not spending time in this area, we're missing it. And we're falling and we're feeling miserable in these areas. And he said in the admonition of the Lord. Admonition of the Lord is just simply this. In the ways of God. That comes back to when we find out what God's word says and we do that. And we walk in those things. Because men, listen to me guys. You are a powerful force. Listen to just a few of the men in the Bible that changed history. Joshua said this. He said, for as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If some of you guys, as men would get up and say, our house is going to serve the Lord. Your house would change. Your kids would get saved and come to Christ. Some of our kids right now aren't Christians, and they're coming in, they're struggling, there's things going on because they don't have a daddy to do this. Some of us in this room should take on a role as a spiritual father and love on kids in this church. There should be no kid in this church not knowing that somebody loves them and cares for them, and we're supposed to raise up spiritual sons. That's what we should be doing. In Acts 16, when uh, Paul and Silas were in this place, and their life was changed, and it was radically because of praise and worship that was happening, we know chains fell off, prison doors opened, the, 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 the guy who was keeping guard over them was ready to kill himself. But they took Jesus to him, changed his life, and the Bible says this in Acts 16, that the whole house got saved. The whole house was saved because one, one man stood up. And we have to do this, guys. <clears throat> we got to put pride aside. We got to put pride aside. Man up. Repent for some of us. And say, God, help me do this. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, surrounding myself with guys, I can do this thing. Promise five. Somebody say amen. amen. To support the mission of his church by honoring and praying for his pastor and by actively giving his time and resources. To support the mission of his church by honoring and praying for his pastor <clears throat> and by actively giving his time and resources. And I talked to our guys and I said, normally what happens is, you know, most pastors, when it's on this promise, they'll bring somebody else in to tell them that they should be honoring them. And I said, man, that's just, that was, the Bible says that the same way it said this other stuff. If I'm going to teach you God's word, I'm going to teach you God's word, all of it, and I'm going to bring it to you. This is what we should be doing. We should be honoring the leadership in our church. 
We don't, again, this is going against everything cultural. This is going against everything today within you as a human being that has flesh on your, on your bones. This goes against everything, but we should be honoring those that are, that are above us in God. It's clear. Bible talks very clear about it. So Bible says that we should do this. We should make it a joy for them. And it hurts me. It saddens me when I talk to pastors that there are people. And then we, we, again, I feel like I'm preaching to a choir. You guys love us and are good to us. But I talk to pastors, man, that have these things and they're getting blasted. I talked to a guy at the gym the other day and in their business meeting, man, he got wore out. I said, man, give me a few minutes with them. I'll share God's word with them, and I'll open an altar up, and they need to repent because it's wrong. Story in the book, the promise keepers was teaching out of, there was a lady flying back in from Dallas, and the pastor was telling the story. And they're on the plane, and as they're flying in the plane, they begin to serve the meal that day. And when the meal came, they, the lady who was sitting beside her, she said, I'm not eating today, and she passed her meal on by. And the woman, who was a Christian woman, a part of the church, she stopped and she said, she said, this is cool. I bet she's fasting and she's, she's praying. And so she opened up the door and began to talk to her about this situation. She said, man, notice she kind of passed the meal up. What's going on and kind of what's happening there? And she said, um, I'm a church. I'm a member of the Church of Satan. And we're fasting as a church for the destruction of pastors and Christian leaders that their homes will be destroyed and their church will fall. How bold is that? Churches are closing left and right, man. It's staggering that the statistics are falling off. 80% of the pastors who start off in the ministry don't stay there. They give up because of what comes their way. The Bible's clear in these areas. We should honor those that are above us in God. And our promise also said this. We actively give our time and our resources. Shouldn't have to twist our arm. We shouldn't have to say, man, come on, where are you at? What are you going to do? We shouldn't be having to be like God walking around saying, where are you? And we're having something going on in this church. Man, some of y'all are like, boy, pastor's anointed today. No, I'm just real. Just truthful. We shouldn't have to do that. And again, I know you can't be at everything. Don't expect it you. But sometimes you should turn the television off. Get involved in your church. You'd be amazed some of the relationships you could build and some of the friendships that could be created if you quit being selfish and prideful and come out and serve. Do what, do what God's word says. Be real. Love on each other. Be there for one another. Man, I made everybody mad today. We all got to repent today. I can see that now. I want you to do this with me if you would. I want you to stand. I'm glad God moved first. The Holy Spirit worked first before I preached. Ain't no way I can get him to move after all this. Stay with me if you would, please. I want you to do this. I want you to bow your heads for a moment. And I want you to just close your eyes for a second. And, and this, this has been a little bit different today. I understand that. But this is, I feel like today, directly what we needed to hear. I really feel that way. I feel like this is what we need to hear. And I want to ask the question that God asked of Adam. Where are you? Where are you? In, the, in these five promises, and again, we've, I've made it very clear that we, I don't get it right. So trust me, don't think I'm sitting up here self-righteous. Dude, I mess it up. Mess it up a lot. But I do this. I repent. Ask God's strength and grace by the Holy Spirit to help me move forward and do what he's asked me to do. And I keep walking in that. And I want to do this today with our men. 
I don't care if, you, if, you, if you're 12 or you're 74. I, no matter if you're a man, if you're a young man, if, if you're in this room and you're a male, I want you to do me a favor today. I want you to do this. I want you to step out. I want you to come and stand in this altar today. We're going to lay the first thing of pride aside today. We're going to lay aside anything that's going to hinder us or stop us today. We're going to step out. We're going to be the leader. And we're going to be the example. Ladies, give these men a hand as they step out. Come on, let them know you appreciate them right now. Come on. Oh, that's sweet. Come on, that's your husbands and your, your sons and your spiritual sons right now. Come on. Man, you guys are awesome. Wow. Wow. Good Lord, look at this. Like a prophet. They said, You may see dry bones, but I see an army. I see a force in this altar today. Man. Man, I know I've got it in your face today and hard, but trust me, I've had to I've had to get there this week. I laid on this altar. I was about to leave the other night and go home. It's, it's getting late. I need to get to the house. God stopped me. I had to lay my computer right there. And I got on this, this stage and cried. I had to repent for some things. Listen to me. Honor him. If you have kids, just train them. Raise them up. You're not going to get it right. It's not always going to be perfect. But when you mess it up, when you drop the ball, you tell your kid, get back up. They get hit on the football field. You'll tell them to get their tail back up. No matter it's limping blood coming out, you tell them to get on up. Listen to me. I don't care if you failed, you dropped it, you messed it up. You've been on the ground this week. Get up. Keep pressing in. Repent. And ask God's strength by the Holy Spirit, by His grace, to help you do what you're called to do lead your homes be the men of God that he's called you to be and I'm telling you I see an army in this room don't wait on somebody else to do it you do it don't wait on somebody else to worship don't wait on somebody else to praise don't wait on somebody else to give or serve do it lead it lead it I want us to do this together I just want us to come before God right now and I just want you to bow your heads and You may be in this room right now. I have to always, matter of fact, I feel real strong today that there are, there are some guys in this room today that you don't, you don't know Christ. You don't have the relationship. You, you listen to this list and you say, man, I messed this thing up so bad. It's not too late for you. It's not too late. And it simply starts, first of all, by you you come into the decision, I'm going to honor Christ. I'm going to surrender my life. I'm going to receive his love and grace. So I'm going to ask this. If there's anybody in this room, just heads about eyes closed. If you're here and you don't know Christ, first of all, let's go ahead and get that worked out. I want to introduce you to my, my friend Jesus, your little brother who loves you. 
And today, if you don't know Christ, I just want you to say, just in, in, in your words, somehow, some way, recognize today. If you just call on Him, the Bible says, if you just if you just call on His name, you'll be saved. And just along these words, along these lines, just say something like this: Jesus, today I recognize I need You in my life. I come before You today, and I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. And I ask you today to be Lord of my life. I believe you died for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. And I believe today, I believe today that you did that for me. And I receive you now as my Lord. In Jesus' name. If you've, if you've prayed that prayer, I want you, before you leave today, I want you to stop by our hospitality room. I want you to fill out one of our connection cards. Because I don't even want you to just raise your hand. I want you to take the, the step of doing this, going underneath that TV in that hospitality room. And I want you to fill out a card. And I want you to put that down because we want to do this. We want to come around you and help you now on this journey that you started. So take that step. Do that. Make the time. Do that. And the next thing I want us all to do is men. To just come before God, put everything aside, and in your words and in your way, I just want you to talk to God for one moment. And there's probably areas of your life that as, we, as I shared this message, as heavy as it was, some hit you right between the eyes. Some hit you hard. And I just want you to do this right now. Don't beat yourself up. I want you just to do this. I just want you to repent before God. It means this. It means you just, you come before him. You recognize that you've done that. You change your mind. And you say, I'm going to go in this other direction now. That's all, going, that's all it means. And you're never going to be perfect. That's why Jesus had to come. You're never always going to always get it right. That's why Jesus had to come. And he did. So, God, we just come before you right now. Any of these areas, we've missed it and dropped the ball. We just come before you and, and, and just with, with clean hands, a pure heart because of what you've done for us, because of your grace today, God. Because of the power of the Holy Spirit, we ask right now for your strength. And we repent today. We change our mind. We want to go in a different direction than what we've been going. I, I just, just as you just stay in a moment of just in that mode, keep your head bad eyes closed. I want to speak to you for just one more moment. Hear me this, this guys. I want to go back and say this. Pursue vital relationships with guys. The vital relationship. Pursue that. Can't say that enough. We won't be able to get a structure good enough in place and make you live by that. But if you'll pursue that, if you'll look around this room and you'll say, man, I want to, I want to, I want to connect with that person, man. I want to Pursue that. I feel so strong about that. Get somebody. I, I've got the material. I'll make it so simple for you. I'll, it won't be awkward. I'll help you. Some of the greatest, I mean, greatest things I've heard is when I, some of our men have said, man, I had an awesome meeting with my accountability partner. Man, God did this. He did that. Pursue that. And I want you to know this today. Now you can look at me. I love you guys. I'm thankful you're part of this church. If you're not a, not a member or whatever, if you're going back, man, thank you for being here today. I'm so thankful God's connected you, put you in his place today. Take this word, live it, walk in it, use it. Know this, I can do anything for you. I'm here for you. I love you. I appreciate you. Can we give our men one more hand? Hey, Amen. You can go to your seat. We're going to give out a few prizes. Our kids are coming in. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 God bless.